Good afternoon and welcome to the 330 Sports Show. I'm Justin Coffin. Today is, I literally just looked at my watch and forgot the date already, but it is Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. We are joined by Andrew DePaulo of WFMJ down here at Youngstown Studio. Joe Danier, uh, he's going to be lingering in the background, we're going to call it. So he's going to be hanging out and he might he's going to join us on some topics too. But uh, Andrew, thanks for coming down. Hey, thanks for having me. And um, obviously, you you just put an announcement out there. You want to share it, too? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, My uh, wife and I are are expecting our uh, our first child. We're pretty pretty excited, obviously. And uh, yeah, baby's due in uh, mid-January. So very excited. And uh, posted a great picture on uh, my social media pages. I know you'll tag me later. But uh, for those listening now, it's just DiPaolo, D-I-P-A-O-L-O-W-X on Instagram. And then Andrew DiPaolo dash meteorologist on facebook awesome that picture there so congratulations to you both and uh awesome news and yeah you know i i know you're used to waking up early and (laughs) maybe staying up late on formally on the weekends and stuff like that so uh but that's very exciting i feel like the station has trained me for this moment so (laughs) whether you're ready for it or not you'll 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 figure it out um so Andrew, we, we have a lot to discuss. So yes. we're we're gonna we're gonna talk some weather movies and, and yeah. stuff like that here in a little bit. But um I thought we'd talk some sports, I thought yeah. we'd talk some news, stuff yeah. like that. So um let's talk about obviously your main focus, meteorology, but mm-hmm. you're also an anchor. So you're reporting on a lot of these interesting yeah news stories that's going on i think the last time we had you on was virtually when the browns and bills were about to play that and there was that couple feet of snow and they moved the game to detroit now it's actually pretty nice outside today but yesterday was weird the day before was weird (laughs) it was like this orange haze so yeah we know it's canadian wildfire but what's going on with that all right so wildfires in eastern uh quebec are eastern canada northern Mm -hmm. quebec rather uh, have just been going crazy for I think the last month or so. Okay. And uh, basically, what happens is we we don't often see wildfire. Wildfires can of course happen anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Anywhere there's just a large wooded area, but we don't typically see the impacts from Eastern Canadian wildfires because typically it's either Western Canadian or Western United States wildfires sure. that we like sometimes see a little bit of haze. Sometimes, you know, it's the sunrise and sunset pictures that we'll always get when there's that haze, the orange glow. You know, you could perfectly see the sunrise or the sunset. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the the air quality isn't typically impacted like it was, especially what was that two weeks ago? Yeah, that was was, I mean, that was the worst air quality we've seen in in about, uh, I think, the entire century. So it's been quite, quite some time yeah. where we've had uh, air quality impacted here locally like like we did. Um, so basically what happens there is, you know, the smoke has to go somewhere, right? right. It travels with the jet stream. It travels with the air as it moves around different pressure systems, high pressure, low pressure. So we had low pressure off into the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We had high pressure off to our West. And they've obviously moved their winds move in different patterns, the opposite patterns. Areas of low pressure carry their winds counterclockwise, high pressure clockwise. So they're moving in the opposite mm. direction towards towards us. So that's why we saw kind of all that smoke sandwiched down, push into Northeast Ohio, and then later across the Mid-Atlantic and the concentrations, the high concentrations uh, that we did. So- Interesting. So you know what that makes me think of since we're going to our natural disaster yes. movies in a little bit. Very excited um, with those air 
masses, whatever, yeah, masses. saying exactly meeting. Yep. Uh, I almost feel like that could be a natural disaster movie in itself. <laughs> you know, like Canadian wildfire, tornadoes, mixing in uh, a Sharknado here right, and there. It's yeah, almost Shark, right. shark Week. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah. just getting weird. But um, then we have on the East Coast, we're getting like all these crazy floods. Yes. Out on the West Coast, I saw in Arizona, like out, outside of like uh, Phoenix, Phoenix yep. 100 degrees every day. Yep. Or, or yeah, plus. I believe this is their 19th straight day. There were over 110 degrees, which will be a record for the Phoenix area. Insane. So, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, that time of the year where we see, see these extre extremes. And, you know, uh, we talk a lot about climate change. I'm not going to do a deep dive into climate change because I know it's a divisive, <laughs> divisive subject. But, uh, but uh, you know, uh, climate change can fuel extreme events like this we have to yeah. be very careful when we talk about singular events mm -hmm. and calling them climate change. sure but climate it, is a pattern over a long period that of time. is exactly what yeah. it is and it can help fuel mm -hmm. extreme events and make them more common mm -hmm. um adding moisture in the air because of warmer waters mm -hmm. aka more flooding more flash flooding so in a lot of places that don't see flash flooding don't have the infrastructure for flash flooding i mean think about just on a small scale i mean the bourbon plaza I mean, yeah think right about, you know the flash flooding there homes think around about, bourbon unfortunately my basement yeah <laughs> damn right? it so i mean adjusting to infrastructure for, right. for stronger uh stronger floodwaters like that but yeah i mean 100 year floods a thousand year floods across new england pretty pretty extreme stuff really from coast to coast and unfortunately those uh 100 year thousand year floods are becoming like every couple years now yeah it seems so yeah so it'll be uh it'll be interesting to kind of see moving forward kind of how we can adapt and how we can build infrastructure around mm -hmm. uh, more extreme weather but uh uh yeah certainly uh interesting something we don't like to talk about but it's part of our job to kind of communicate that in a way that it's it's a science focus not yeah. a scare focus yeah so, right yeah yeah and it's an unfortunate just it's part of life and right you guys have to plan for it and pre prepare us right. for it. So yeah. um, one other weather thing I saw, it was, I think it was last week, the earth for a, like a four day period hit mm -hmm. like the hottest temperature of all time. Yeah. Like yeah. of all time. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. So and, and half the globe of course is in winter. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, just continuing <laughs> with the, uh, the extremes across the globe, not just here, you know, Europe is in the heat wave yeah. and, uh, you know, it's that time of the year where a lot of people across the Northern Hemisphere are vacationing. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people, whether it be from North America or across different parts of Europe, are vacationing to you know, Italy, Spain, <laughs> right. places like that. And they don't really maybe know how to uh, adjust themselves to, to a heat like that. Sure. Um, different people across Italy, Spain, you know, they know how to adjust themselves mm -hmm. for, for maybe like a heat. Maybe not like that, but but for heat in general. So that was one of the things I saw in a report from NBC today. A lot of officials across, you know, different countries like Italy and Spain, yeah. uh, they're worried about the tourists in that area because they can't really mm -hmm. adjust to to a heat like that they're on vacation so they're right. on vacation right <laughs> they well, don't want to stay inside and hydrate exactly <laughs> well and and pretty soon i just saw like uh well now it's hurricane season so we're going to be kicking up uh the uh atlantic waters and yeah looking forward to all that fun stuff yeah that'll, so. be, that'll be something to watch it's been a little quiet so far yeah. kind of had a little uptick at first but it's been pretty quiet since then tropical storm dawn is kind of floating off in the atlantic so uh that is Fine by all the meteorologists when, you know, you can. Nobody see. likes Hurricane Dawn. No, no. Get out of here, Dawn. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Right. You can go circle all you want in the, in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever the E name is next. Get right. out of here. Yeah, too, I don't know so. off the top of my head. But yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, 
You want to get into it? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, let's so we're, let's stick with weather, but this is going to be a fun separate segment. Okay. Joe, if you want to, feel free to jump in. <laughs> but Andrew and I are going to do a draft, and okay. we're, we're both, I think, fairly prepped for this. Yeah. You're just going to go first, and since there's only two of us, uh, we're just going to go back and you're forth. You're letting me go first. I'm going to let you go All first. Right, well, so, I, I think you can guess what I'm going to guess well, first. Well, I, I think... I think because you gave me a little hint because yeah. we might do a movie breakdown on this okay. in the future. Um, but I'm going to let you go. We're not going to do like a snake draft since there's okay. only two of us. Right. So you're going to have all the odd picks. I'll have the, all the even picks. So, okay. so I'm going to go first. Yep. Uh, Twister. Right okay. That. Picks in. I already locked it in. All right. So, yep. tw so Twister, I had Twister as my number two okay. natural disaster movie. So I think everybody knows about that. You were just talking Helen Hunt. We're talking Bill Paxton. Mm -hmm. What, 96? Uh, something like that, Something yeah. like that. And they they basically are storm chasers. Get yeah, out you know, after it was it. the first movie of its kind that really exposed storm chasing and <clears throat> meteorology. And it really kind of inspired a generation mm -hmm. of meteorologists to either be storm chasers or just be broadcast meteorologists. Now, so, let me ask you yeah. this. As a meteorologist, have you ever gone storm chasing? Yes, I did once right after college. It's a really long drive. It is a grind for a week you are up at 5 6 a.m looking at the latest storm prediction center you know outlooks sure you are uh you know you are all over the place you know if there is a tornado warning you know something going on something bubbling up you know maybe a couple hours south that's where you're driving so you could be driving a pretty far distance in one day okay and then you're just kind of motels and you know going here and going there and you've got to drive back from now, Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I was going to say, was this while you were at OU? This was right after I graduated. Okay. Like so after. they send you out to Oklahoma. Is that where, or so, what do you do? So we, it was just a group of friends. Okay. Um, but okay. Ohio university is now taking students all the way out there to mm. Oklahoma or really wherever this kind of uh, severe weather setup is okay. for typically in May, it's going to be the plains, maybe in the Dakotas, yeah, somewhere yeah. like that. Now, why is that Midwestern area? Basically we're not technically in the, the tornado belt, but we're pretty close. We're pretty close. So you yeah. basically go from like Northern Texas to Western or Eastern Indiana. Yeah. So you've got the Rockies, right? You've got the Gulf mm -hmm. of Mexico. So you've got kind of the, the drier air and the colder air that flows over the Rockies. You've got the warmer air and the moist air that is coming in from the Gulf. So there's something called a dry line that mm -hmm. will often form in Oklahoma, um, Texas, Southern Kansas, that basically is the separation of those two air masses. Okay. Well, the mixture of those two air masses kind of ticks the atmosphere off. And that's why you see a spark of severe weather around. There. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so I've got a question for you. Yeah. So how's the science in Twister when you, you disagree with anything mm. that the people, the actors said that might not be accurate? <sighs> there might be. It's just, it's one of those movies where it's, I'm sure if you like really, if I really took like a deep dive into it, there might be something that I'm like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know about that. But it's just kind of like one of those, like there's not many meteorology movies, you know? So <laughs> I think like even if it was close, most people probably are giving it a pass. Now I know there's a Twister 2 coming out. There is. In like 2024. Yeah. I don't know if that one will get, I think Twister 1 is always going to have the harp of uh, every meteorologist mm -hmm. out there. So I don't know how Twister 2 will be received. That was but... kind of peak Helen Hunt, too. I mean, you know. And the lady that owns the Atlanta Hawks sports tie-in. Oh. Our owner of the Atlanta Hawks. She uh, was uh, the uh, the sex therapist. Oh. oh, oh yeah, Mary yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, but yep. no Bill Paxton. That's when oh, yeah, right. she's like, uh, yeah. there, we got a cow. Like, yeah. there's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, flying. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're not only getting some uh, 
some movie draft stuff here. You're going to get some knowledge and some science yeah, here right. on this show. So, all right. Andrew goes with Twister yep. for number his number one pick. I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read you the list of, uh, uh, the cast, which this cast is unbelievable. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah oh, Hill, yeah, was, Tyler yeah. Perry. It was called Don't Look Up. Yeah. 2021. That yeah, was my number one. Fantastic okay. movie. It's hilarious. Okay. And also like a little bit like, damn. But yeah. it's the here's here's the write up for right. it. Joe knows I like I'm I'm going I'm coming prepared. I'm bringing yeah. the I'm bringing the two low level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn humankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. This was a hugely popular movie during COVID and that's when okay. I watched it. So I'm going okay. with Don't Look Up as my uh pick here. Okay, perfect. All right. So back to you Andrew. All right. Well, I think a movie that really kind of uh it's more apocalyptic, -y, but mm -hmm. it's uh <clears throat> kind of back to the extremes and the climate the day after tomorrow. Very good. Yeah, the day right. after tomorrow, a uh, interesting sci-fi movie that, uh, you know, a lot of people joked that uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago when we got that foot of snow. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the the memes and everything like that. It said the day after tomorrow, and it was just the day after it was crossed out. It just said <laughs> tomorrow. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, with my next pick, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with another sort of comet asteroid type movie i'm gonna go with armageddon okay i, cool. I, th I think that's just a uh yeah i think that's just like a, a classic and i'm going i'm not basically uh i'm not going on accuracy of i don't think nasa if 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 a if an asteroid's coming that close right i it's probably over for us right. <laughs> um and luckily nothing's on the the radar anytime uh, soon uh but but i mean I'd send Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton and whoever else up there to, uh, Best you know, Best soundtrack. Yeah, that yes. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you, if you haven't seen Armageddon, not, yeah. not, not a spoiler alert, but it, but it's a good, <laughs> it's a good one, but the asteroid, the size of Texas. So from your knowledge, an asteroid, the size of Texas hits the earth. What happens? Uh, We're done. Probably <laughs> not great. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, you know, there was just that mission that um, I'm blanking on what it is now to basically see what would happen if, yeah, right. if something, you know, like a big uh, a comet or not comet, but the asteroid would, would be approaching Earth. How, okay. how, how What could we do mm -hmm. to maybe move it into another kind of gravitational pool? So which mm -hmm. was, it was a successful mission by NASA. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I guess you could like, I would probably shoot. <laughs> this is me having no no knowledge of yeah. that, but I would probably shoot like some sort of probably nuclear missile at it without humans <laughs> on it. Uh, and it's like, well, it's in space, space right. junk, whatever. All right, back to you, Andrew. All for right, your let's pick. do The Perfect Storm. George Ooh, Clooney, good movie. Um, blanking on the other actors, but uh, great movie. Yeah. All right, The Perfect Storm. I got it written down here. So it's Clooney, okay. Wahlberg, oh. John C. Riley from Step Brothers. John C. Riley's in it. He's in a lot of mm -hmm. historical movies, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good actor. Real very wide ranging right. actor there. So <laughs> the perfect Nights storm. And perfect yeah, Step Brothers. <laughs> don't touch his drum set, and also don't get on that boat with right, them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to go with this one. It's not my favorite movie, but I think it's a classic, and it is a natural disaster movie, even though it's uh, intermeshed in a love story. Got to go with Titanic. Oh, okay. Iceberg. All I right. mean, you know, that's uh. Might not have icebergs if this climate change keeps up. <laughs> Some people uh, on the Republican channel might not like right. that, but you know. <laughs> but I'm in the middle. I'm in the right, middle. Right. I, by the way, not red or blue, just right down the right. middle. I'm more purple. 
So anyway, <laughs> I like making fun of everybody. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I say, oh, but yesterday I will say I used the Titanic meme. Um, my wife was waiting for me to get home from work, but I had to stop at Meyer. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, well, I got here at four. I got ended up getting home at uh, 445, even though Meyer is five minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. um, so I texted the thing with like the the lady with the diamond. I don't know if that was supposed to be Rose uh, when she's older. Remember the old lady yes. with the thing? Yeah. And I just texted her that meme and said, it's been 84 years. Right. <laughs> Still wait for to get those groceries. So, all right. So uh, halfway through, okay. we got Twister. So here's Andrew so far. Twister, Day After Tomorrow, The Perfect Storm. And okay, I have... So I have three left. Mm -hmm, you I'm going to dig deep on my depth chart here. Yep. Uh, Netflix 2022. Okay. Uh, Adam Driver. Oh, uh, okay. An oddly uncanny movie to the situation in East Palestine, White Noise. What? About oh. a trained derailment and how a family has to evacuate and hmm. kind of how they react and okay. how kind of humanity reacts to getting out of a situation. And it was also filmed right outside of Salem. Part of it was filmed right Weird. outside of Salem. Very, very odd. You know what? I feel like that that's ringing a bell now. I feel yeah. like, did you guys do a story on that? Yeah. Like how... Yeah. Like weird that was to the East yeah, Palestine thing. Very uncanny how that is just super train derailment and that's and not that, just a coincidence. That's like a creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. Yeah, so we're gonna go with conspiracy theory. Yeah, show right right. Now. That's great. <laughs> well, I'm not prepared for that one today. And I said no aliens today. I told Joe we got into aliens on Thursday. We're not doing that today. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. All right, my next pick. Um, I've only seen this movie once, but I know like. Um, my uncles and aunts and probably my mom when she was younger watched this movie and said it scared the hell out of them. And it's from 1963, Alfred Hitchcock. I'm going with The Birds. The Birds. The Birds. Nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Now, mm -hmm. um, you know, you think about, you know, you just look outside. You see birds everywhere, right? right? You, especially like in the fall when they're roosting mm -hmm. and stuff. Right. That's weird. Now, if those birds ever could like communicate with if they were you know a little smarter and could communicate yeah they could probably take us out if yeah. they wanted to yeah. so i would say that would be a natural disaster right. in my book so the birds uh let's go with uh deep impact yes that was my next one on my mm -hmm. list gotta go with deep impact now armageddon and deep impact are very similar yeah. movies even the, I picked Armageddon because I think it's got a little bit more star power. However, I think, I think the deep soundtrack bumps it up. I agree. hundred percent yeah. <laughs> agree. But I think deep impact is a better movie of the okay. two. Um, and what's his name? Uh, Morgan Freeman as the yeah. president in that movie. Yeah. Epic. Love it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Deep impact, solid choice there. Um, this movie for my next pick, I have two more left. Uh, I was a little disappointed in it because I, it had so much hype coming out. We're going on about a decade now, but do you remember conspiracy theories? Mm -hmm. The earth was ending in this year. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember what year it was? Yeah. It was the same as this movie, 2012. Yeah. yeah. So there was all this talk about like the earth's ending in 2012 and this and that. And I think like there was all these like, volcanoes and all these natural yeah, disasters so right. it was like a conglomeration of everything kind I, of like I, yeah because I, when i was doing research for this today i mm -hmm. watched the trailer to refresh and they had to get into like a bunker or something yeah and, yeah yes uh and they create um spoiler alert it's 10 years old so right. if you yeah, haven't yeah, seen it yet it, you're out of luck yeah. <laughs> um but like i think they basically build an arc 
okay. this big arc. So That's right. because the earth floods and like the only mm -hmm. continent left is Africa and this and that. So yeah, spoiler Ooh. alert. So well, I think I have to end my draft on a funny note. Okay. Um, now this isn't my pick, uh, mm -hmm. but there is a movie called Disaster Movie, and it's like the scary movies. Uh, it's probably as cheesy as the scary movies are, but okay. uh, it's called Disaster Movie. That's not my pick. My pick is a cultural phenomenon okay. um, that is one of the best movies ever made, Sharknado. <laughs> had it's Sharknado. a natural phenomenon. Yeah, we got sharks. We got sharks. We got, we got, sharks. got tornadoes. We got, yeah, we now, got Sharknados. Now, I will say, has I mean, I'm sure with a water spout, especially, there's got to be some sort of sea animal whether it's a dolphin a manatee fish whatever that have gotten sucked up by a water spout and like kind of been thrown about i don't know there has to be i don't know how maybe not attacking humans on on land i don't know about a manatee or a dolphin <laughs> maybe some lighter fish i mean yeah. you know the, the water spouts they're they're pretty on mm -hmm. the surface so they don't like you know go into the water yeah. and you know stuff like that but uh you know maybe even like a like a seagull or something yeah. like that yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> exactly i will uh, say i was up uh, at a browns game it was against the arizona cardinals like maybe like two years ago and there was a water spout right on lake erie okay. and, and i'm talking like this was october november yeah i was it was just creepy to yeah. see it was really cool yeah um but yeah so all right, Sharknado. Sharknado so, is it. So I'm going to wrap up. Series. I'm going to wrap up my draft and then I'll uh, review our picks here. Cool. Um, so my last one. I'm trying to be diverse here in my picks. Um, I am going to go. Just because I'm going to go with another um, heavy hitter movie. Okay. Um, that's very topical from the last couple of years, but uh, I'm going to go with Contagion. Oh, with uh okay. with uh matt damon kate winslet jude law and gwyneth paltrow now obviously very very um covid related a lot of uh a lot of you know <laughs> contagious diseases yeah. and uh you know so i'm gonna go with that just because i think that's very topical sure. and it creeped a lot of people out i think after the fact more right. so than when it came out right. so sure yeah so um let me go with a couple more um, just uh, movies that yeah. I want to I want to get right. your opinion and see if if these would have made any less. So, um, yeah, no, not that one. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud. Um, Greenland. Have you I ever heard Greenland of that? Written down. I've that never was a seen it. Good movie. Yeah. Good and, movie. Uh, but the Gerard Butler's in that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this seems cool. So. Another weird one. And this is like maybe the weirdest actor of all time, but he's good. Nick Cage yeah. is in this movie called Knowing. Oh, now, yeah. Now, is that the where they write the numbers down? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. Now, that yeah. is more like we got to look up. I got to look up the plot, but I, I wrote down the basic of it. He's an MIT professor, mm -hmm. uh, and he link, links a mysterious list of numbers from a time capsule to past and future disasters and sets out to prevent the ultimate catastrophe. Is so, that the one where like his son and someone else's daughter, like both know these numbers and they're supposed to like recreate the human race on another planet. Is that that one? Maybe. I think it's that Maybe. one. I yeah. think it's that and one. And I think yeah. that was the one where I was pointing to. It was a little supernatural yeah. and a little weird, but uh, yeah. yeah. So that that makes my honorable mention. And okay. then there's, there's a few more out there that are okay movies. Um, you know, you got The Rock and San Andreas. I was going to say San Andreas um, was in there. No, I have <laughs> Deepwater Horizon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about this one? Do you remember this movie? It's called The Happening. 
with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Zoe yeah. Deschanel. Um, he's a science teacher and like plants basically turn on the human race. Interesting. And it's like, so th these plants release this toxin okay. and it makes people like lose their minds huh. and like take each other out and stuff. Okay. So yeah. There so, you go. so those were mine. And the other one I had um, on my list besides like, Volcano and mm -hmm. Dante's Peak and stuff like that was Geostorm, another oh, yeah. Ger Gerard Butler movie. Yeah. Um, but they basically now, and I want to ask you if this is ever a possibility in your opinion. They basically create this technology to control the weather. Okay. Do you think that could ever be a thing? I, I mean, uh, we're getting I mean, weird. Knows, we're getting man. weird. <laughs> I mean, you know, probably, probably not. I mean, you, you're talking about controlling you know air that flows across the globe mm -hmm. and you'd have to control weather patterns it, i mean i don't think so but uh yeah now there is uh you might know about this better than me but there is something in alaska and it's called harp it's okay. like you you've heard oh, of this yeah, haven't you sure. and i believe it's some sort of government entity or government agency. I don't know if it still exists or not, but they used to, it used to be a government thing where they tried to manipulate the weather. So for like political and, and, you know, military type purposes. Yeah. Using weather as a weapon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, using weather as a okay. weapon. No, so I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's called like, I don't know is if it it's H A A R P. I think that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So something to look into and that would be a good one on the conspiracy. This yeah, uh, theory ready. list. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's get to a couple other things. Sure. So we'll move on from uh, some weather and stuff. Yeah. Let's talk. And I know this has been a big news story for WFMJ mm -hmm. nationally all over um, the Powerball. So yeah. I just want to ask a couple randos for both of you. Okay. So, the Powerball, it's $2. I don't play the lottery. I, I do gamble from time to time, but uh, I do not play the Powerball. So what I understand, it's $2 to play. If you play every number combination, it's one in 292,201,338. That's the white balls and the red. So if you double that, you know, it's in the 580 range or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the jackpot is 900 million. Now, I think if you take the cash payout, you're going to get less than that. Right. But you're basically guaranteeing yourself a chance to win if you can have the time to get all those numbers and combinations printed out. So what? <laughs> long answer short, what, should, what would you do if you won the Powerball? And um, Joe, I want your answer on this too. That's a good question. I mean, I think like probably, you know, heavily invest a lot of it, you know, you know there's, there, well, I mean, there's some things that you can do. It probably would be more conservative. Like there are no, some things that you can the do, smart to, like, thing to do, you know, like you could still buy a lake house, or yeah. buy a, you know, property, you know, along mm -hmm. a coast somewhere or buy a nice car. Mm -hmm. It's just not buying something where you can't afford to exactly. kind of continue to pay that. Exactly. You know? But Joseph, that's a good question. Like you could do so much and I don't know if I want to go like complete, um, you know, selfishness here and buy an Island and get rid of yeah. all people or, um, <laughs> or I could, you know, buy lots of lottery tickets mm -hmm. and I'm double down. I don't know. <laughs> I think I, if I could buy like one massive 
purchase, mm -hmm. I think I would want a private jet okay. with like a pilot that's on call and a you know catering and all that stuff on every flight. Let's say the payout, cash payouts, like I don't know, what, let's say just say it's four hundred million. Mm -hmm. Would that be enough? That wouldn't be enough to what? Are, what are the Browns worth? Oh they're, yeah, they're over a billion. I was gonna say they're yeah. over a billion. Yeah, I would. I would actually think that would be major, majority stake, right? You could. You would be. Um, well, they. The Haslam's yeah. just spent $875 million for a 25% stake of the Milwaukee Bucks oh. in the NBA. Right. Well, so I, I would guess the Browns, if they were to sell now, the Broncos just sold last year for like $4.6 billion. Wow. I would think the Browns are worth at least $3 billion. Yeah, probably. I, I know the 49ers because local owners mm -hmm. uh, are worth over four. Uh, yeah, probably you could get five. an XFL team. Yeah, I just, I'll get myself Dirt an XFL cheap. team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we could we could all invest in a minority stake. Hey, and you get to hang out with the Rock. He's the. Uh, I think they lost a lot of money last year too. Oh, did they? The XFL. Yeah. I think they were in the red. But uh, Justin, there, there was actually a movie about a guy who mathematically figured out the lottery, and he has won the lottery multiple times with his theory. There's a documentary. It's a true. Story. Really? Yep. Hmm. Did you ever see that one on the, the guy? There's totally not related but like the price is right documentary yes, where did. the guy figured out all the prices and he won yeah. like everything it was Good. it was pretty cool but okay and there's a movie that came out recently with the guy from breaking bad um uh i forget his name yeah but um you know walter white yeah. character and it's like brian him cranston. yeah brian cranston oh, okay. that's it and um it's him and like Mar Harry and Marge go large or something like that, okay. but they, they figure out the lottery. It sounds very similar yeah. and they figure out a way to uh, navigate it and win. So Interesting. Um, I would recommend that. Okay. So my advice, if you do win the lottery, don't tell anyone. Yes. <laughs> Number right. one rule. Right. Don't tell anyone go into hiding. Um, and like Andrew said, be smart and invest that money. <laughs> but the best way to invest your money with a lottery is don't freaking play it. Right. Somebody has to win though, I guess. So right. good luck to everybody out there. And remember, I told you good luck if you win. So, <laughs> all right. Um, let's go. Let's, let's do a couple other things. Andrew's, Andrew's having a, Andrew's having a baby soon. So in the next couple, uh, next couple months in the beginning of the new year, do you yeah. see Philip Rivers? Yeah, number 10, right? <laughs> Philip Rivers just had kid number 10. So he could be the quarterback of his own football he team. Could. They can play 11 on 11. So yeah. um, that's a lot of kids. I, 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 you know, have as many kids as you want, right. but uh, I, I, I uh, 10, 10 is a bit much. A lot. Yeah. But another great meme going around is Billy Madison. <laughs> sitting on the carpet with all the kids and he's like philip rivers oh nice, nice. philip rivers <laughs> watching something with his kids great um all right so let's get into the browns yeah let's get into the browns and joe i want your opinions yeah. on this too the browns dropped their brand new look today have yeah. you seen it i saw it i'm very excited so anyone that hasn't seen it or not, we're, we're not going to put it up on screen, but you can go look. The Browns drop these white helmets and retro mm -hmm. uniforms. They are, and I'm not really someone that's like huge into uniforms and stuff. These are, they're sharp. They're they are very really sharp. nice looking. Yep. Um, and I, the helmet is a big issue of contention for a lot of people. Why? The, I, I don't know. Huh. I, I, I think the, Browns fans, especially the traditionalists, like that like classic gritty blue 
color you know it's like orange brown white boring which is fine because i do like the simplistic uniforms yeah those ones they wore previous to these ones were pretty bad they look like just bad bowling green type uniforms the brown ones with the bold orange yeah Yeah, with like color rush yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. oh those ones are fine i didn't mind the all all brown i like those but like the ones like the dante whitner browns um where it had like cleveland on the pants real big okay i I wasn't a fan of that i do like the all brown color rush ones though so um i think that's i think that's gonna be i don't understand the partnership with dude wipes I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I don't under, it's like an unnecessary product placement. Like, uh, that was to you by Dude Wipes. Why? That was very why? interesting. I don't know why that's brought Maybe, to you by Dude Wipes. Because like at the that was kind of weird. Like the guy cleaning the helmet, he's like, it's orange. Yeah. It's like, I just I don't know why an NFL team needs to have dude wipes as a I thought I thought I was looking at a joke one. I didn't realize yeah, that they were yeah. it was a, yeah, yeah, it's, what? Yeah, yeah, it's actually they're sponsored that is sponsored. I don't know, like Dude Wipes is a decently big company. They're they're yeah. gaining a lot of steam. But you're an NFL franchise. Right. I just I don't understand why you needed to partner with well, like Dude isn't wipes. is it like Sherwin Williams or something like you know is in Cleveland, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah, right. Sherwin Williams, hey, let's oh, paint, yeah, paint the helmet white. Paint the helmet white. You know yeah, so I, yeah that but, is uh, that's a good idea. I mean look at look now, the Browns' value just went up to four point two billion, just based on the ideas Andrew <laughs> and I are throwing out here. So, um, okay, so let's get into the, the nuts and bolts of the Cleveland Browns a little bit. Now, I saw something recently that was very, very positive, which it had NFL team executives and mm-hmm. um, like general managers. It actually had Deshaun Watson as the fourth ranked quarterback in all the NFL based on those. Now, if you go look at the national pundits, the talking heads and stuff, most of them don't even have them in the top 10 to 15 no. because of the six games last year. Right. But I think more so because of the off the field stuff. Sure. So do you and Joe, you guys can talk this out. Do you think there is a bias from the national media on the Cleveland Browns because of all the off the field stuff with Watson. So I'll say this, and this is a hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more so there is a bias for the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson over his contract mm. than the off field things. You're dealing with a lot of billionaires. I don't think they care much about, I don't think they care. A lot of people care. Yeah, a lot right. of people do care. Right. Us. You know, mm-hmm. people out there, normal fans, care about the off-the-field stuff with Deshaun Watson. Sure. A bunch of billionaires, they care about money. Mm-hmm. And I think they care. I think they're a little jealous and a little envious about the contract. Yeah. And I think that's where maybe the bias comes. Okay. Rather than the off-the-field. I think they might use the off-the-field stuff. Sure. You know, as a way to say, maybe uh, a mask their uh their their money greed but mm-hmm. you know that's just uh, that's just me that might be a little bit of a hot take but yeah right, I'm, I'm thinking his last year's performance did him in yeah. he, if he would have came responded and the talent was on the field that that would be a different story he'd be ranked up there this year for okay. sure yeah that's fair and i think it is a little worrisome that he went out there and it didn't do so hot but you know we'll just we'll have to see it's interesting Hold our though. Breath and see what happens this year three of us who are three big browns fans have three different opinions yeah because i think it's a national media bias okay because of the off the field stuff no one wants to get on everyone wants to grandstand or mm-hmm. you know um you know no one no one is encouraging right poor behavior right uh and and you know 
being negative towards women or anything like sure. that. But it doesn't mean you can't root for the guy as a quarterback or think, hey, this guy's supremely talented. Yeah. Was the number one passer in the NFL three years ago. Yeah. Sat out and then he did. He sat out for 700 days. Yeah. So there is a huge, huge, huge um, learning curve that you yeah. have to get back to. But, but natural you, you talent usually wins out. All four things. Big money maker. Mm hmm. Or performance coming out of the gate. Yep. Off field stuff. Nope. Browns yep. just historically destroying talent once they get on their field. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be, uh, you know, training camp, you know, guy, but I mean, he was, he did look like in the videos I saw in many camps, he looked like he was throwing the ball with a little mm -hmm. more of fun. Oh, yeah. He looked like he was throwing it a little bit easier. Uh, and, you know, he was having a little more fun with it. Uh, but uh, I know a lot of people, friends of mine, people I ran into, there was such, there was such a kind of uh, uh, distinction they wanted to make between going, yes, I understand he's the quarterback of my favorite football team, mm -hmm. but his off the field stuff was, you know, right. not right. Yeah. And uh, it was going to take a lot of time for people to really digest mm -hmm. kind of everything that was going on, including rooting for him. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, I, uh, I was one of those people that I was like, it's going to take a little bit of time mm -hmm. uh, to really kind of digest everything off the field with him. But I think everybody deserves a second chance. Yep. Uh, Michael Vick, same exact thing. Um, not associating mm -hmm. them, but just associating the fact that sure. he had a second chance. Yep. So Yep. And there's a lot of people in the NFL, if we want to get into a moral righteousness standpoint yeah, yeah, we can be uh, that day. it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be pretty ugly. Um, right. And again, just because you're rooting for this team does not make you like, Oh, I'm, and I think that's the big thing. You know, you can still root for this team, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You can still root for this team. It's a similar thing when the Indians went to the guardians, the people were, a lot of people were no, absolutely not. I'm, you can root for the players that are playing on that field for sure. Cleveland yep. as I think you should, mm -hmm. you know, you may disagree with the name change, right. but you should still root for those players because they're still maybe not. Well, I think this year we'll get into that, but yeah. they typically work their butts off for for the team and i think that's really who you should be rooting for. and at the end of the day you're rooting for cleveland right you know right. you're rooting for the city you're rooting for the team that maybe you grew up loving yes. maybe you recently jumped on the bandwagon which the browns fans lately probably haven't had many bandwagon no, I, I, fans I'd be but, interested uh, to hear why a person jumped on the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that might've been the first yeah, time that was think, ever uttered I, yeah, since I, 1990. It's so. the freaking dude wipes. <laughs> right, right, it's the dude wipes. Yeah. Oh, but uh, actually Jenny, that's my mom. Dude wipes was a Mark Cuban shark tank item. I did not know that. So uh, very interesting. Yeah. So, okay. Um, the Browns. Um, oh, one other thing I want to point out, because you said like the owners, billionaires, stuff yeah. like that. So the Haslam's obviously own all the, that gap, uh, pilot, right? Pilot, pilot Flying J. J. Yep. They own that. So there's billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars within that. A lot of owners are basically strapped for cash because a lot of their money is tied up with these NFL franchises. Mm -hmm. But when you sign a big contract like that, like Lamar Jackson just did, like Kyler Murray, mm -hmm. like uh, whoever, you know, you want to throw in there, they have to put that money in escrow. Yeah. And there's a, a big portion of that. So they have to actually physically write a check, put it in escrow to like placehold that contract mm -hmm. for a lot of these players. And a lot of those owners can't afford to do it, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. You know, like the Denver Broncos, they're always going to be able to do it. They got Walmart money. Yeah. You know, um, the Browns have, 
you know, their money, the 49ers, like all that stuff. They have all these other investments, but certain owners will be cash strapped. And that's where you see these minority owners maybe coming in and stuff. So yeah, like, like you guys said, when the Powerball maybe become a minority owner and we'll jump right <laughs> in there, we can we can help out uh, the Ravens and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, maybe not the Ravens, maybe not the Ravens. But hey, you want to make money. The NFL is a money factory. Um, so what else about the Browns should we talk about? Four days yeah. till training camp starts, which is insane. I think the biggest off season um, off season get for the mm-hmm. Browns was Jim Schwartz. Mm-hmm. wasn't a player. Mm-hmm. I think it's the defensive coordinator because look at the uh, attitude. Look at the, uh, what am I looking for? The kind of, uh, um, uh, kind of atmosphere yes. of that locker room. Yes. 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 Uh, especially on the defensive side mm-hmm. in those specific position rooms, there wasn't a lot of leadership, mm-hmm. you know, especially between, um, I'm blanking on his name now. The defensive coordinator they just fired last Joe year. Woods. Joe Woods. Yep. And uh, Mike Prefer. Yep. There was just there didn't seem to be a lot of accountability. Great um, word. Perfect word for I it. I think the Browns brought a guy in mm-hmm. that if even Kevin Stefanski doesn't want to, I think Kevin Stefanski needs to know Jim Schwartz coming in was him was there them telling him, hey, listen. Uh, you're on a short leash. Yeah. We got a guy who can fill in and be a head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be a guy who's going to really take on a leadership role. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win for them. Cause he's going to be a leadership role on the, on the, on the uh, defensive side. Yep. And he could hopefully not, but could be that role in a head in a head coaching position. Should everything kind of go South yeah. the middle of the season by the middle of the season for the Browns. Yeah. And hopefully let's that hope, is not, not the case, let's but I, I, I think that is an excellent point because yeah. This team, and when you heard all the Jadavian Clowney stuff that came right. out, like he, which I think the Browns did the, the, the right thing, and I was very happy. What they just sit, sit home, ass. sit home, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the type of attitude and that's the type of environment that they really need to start establishing. How dare you put Miles Garrett, the best defensive pass rusher, mm-hmm. in a in a better situation than me? Is basically right. he was throwing a temper tantrum, and he's like, I'm only playing on third down when it's obvious passing situations and no one took no one took that serious until the last week of the season yeah and look where it got this team so yeah. i think i think what you just said about jim schwartz he's not going to play those games uh greg newsom hey if you're playing in the slot if you're playing outside you're playing yeah. you're doing what's best for this team and right. we're going to put you in the best situation possible so right. well well done yeah and i don't care if it's a high school kid a middle school kid or a pro athlete or a college athlete good athletes want to be held accountable. They want consistency. And at the end of the day, if you have those like prima donnas and stuff like, yeah, yeah. Let them walk. Set the tone, set the environment. I mean, those, I mean, if you look at a successful NFL franchise, I mean, look at the Steelers, look at the Mm -hmm. Patriots. I mean, look at their environment in a locker room. Yes, sure. They've, they've had their, their divas, but their divas are one in a million. Yeah. You know, most of everybody else is held to an accountability, mm-hmm. held to a certain standard of accountability, and the environment is a team environment. No doubt. You know, for a lot of those successful franchises. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. So the Browns, the, you know, look pretty solid mm-hmm. from one to 53. Really do. Yeah. They're, for the first time in a long time, I was looking at the roster and I'm like, I was trying to make out a 53 man roster yeah. and I'm like, I could get to 60, but like right. seven guys have to get cut somewhere. Right. And I don't know who it's going to be. So 
do you think there might be any surprise cuts for maybe some of the players we've come to know? I think Anthony Schwartz's days are probably pretty numbered. Yeah. <laughs> Joe God. is not sad about I think, that. Uh, I, think, I think Anthony Schwartz's yeah, days gone. are pretty numbered. But, I mean, look at the wide receivers that they brought in, too. I mean, mm-hmm. Marquise Goodwin. I mean, will he make the 53-man roster? You know, he's, he's kind I of think he's your Schwartz replacement. He could be. Yeah, he could be. I mean, you're bringing guys like mm-hmm. that in that are, you know, one, two-year deals max at the end of their contracts mm-hmm. to challenge these other dudes. We'll see how David Bell does this year. That'll be that'll be mm-hmm. really interesting. Uh, and then they they picked up uh, Cedric Tillman. We'll see how Cedric, Cedric Tillman could be a big surprise mm-hmm. out of Tennessee. I saw him catching a, some really good balls. And then I wonder if Elijah Moore is going to be what Jarvis Landry should have been. Yes. Yeah. A more explosive Jarvis yes. Landry. And everybody loved Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. He's probably my favorite player since the Browns have yeah. come back. And that's the wide receiver. And I thought they drafted really, really well. I wrote those draft picks down. Wide receiver, D tackle, O tackle, defensive end, quarterback, cornerback, center. That is just depth. Mm-hmm. That screams depth. And I think that's what they needed to do. I think they nailed it on the head, nailed the offseason on the head. What did Jim Schwartz pick up? That was outstanding. The uh, special teams guy was from the Colts, right? Yes. And he's a Northeast Ohio native. Am I wrong? Well, he used to. I, I, I'm not sure where he's from. I know okay. he used to play for the Browns. He played for the Browns. He, that was uh, Bubba Ventrone. Yeah. And he actually. Uh, played for Belichick and I believe coached with Belichick right. too. I mean, you're not so. gonna mess with a guy named Bubba. No, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Ventron. You know? There is not more of a football name than right. that. So, but I I couldn't agree with you more. And the coaching hires are huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge because this team was lacking. And like I know Stefanski, tough, smart, accountable. That yeah. was one of their big mottos. And okay, maybe they were tough. They weren't the smartest at times last year and definitely not accountable. So maybe you check those three boxes this year and you have a team that that's ready to go. Like there's Mm -hmm. no, there's no, we're not wasting any more time of Nick Chubb's career of Denzel Ward of miles Garrett, of all these other guys that they're paying big time money to. And the big Um, surprise too in the, go ahead. And I was thinking like the thing that's going to make it hard this year is like the linebackers in the offensive line yeah. were such a struggle last year. Right. So you're going to have depth there. Mm-hmm. And then you have all of these offensive tools. Yes. That you're going to have to cut because you need depth on those two areas. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was looking uh, in the offensive line last year, I think was more injury than anything. Yep. And the linebacker, same thing last year. Cause I mean, you got JOK who is awesome yeah, when he's on the field, but, yeah. but he is in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. You had Walker who got hurt. You lost Talky Talky. You lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one other guy we lost. Jacob Phillips, I believe. Um, I they, they resigned Talky Talky. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. But like all those guys at some point were hurt. You oh, know, right, last right, right, year right, right, in and right, out yeah. of the lineup, and they were a big struggle because the Browns had the worst defensive tackles in the league last yeah. year, and they have really addressed that with. Right. Tomlinson, Zadarius Smith, mm-hmm. um, and like Ooh, building depth. That kid they drafted, Ika, yeah. in the second or third round out of Baylor. Yep. It's a big body. And like <laughs> really, those guys are a linebacker's best friend because yeah. you're sucking up the double teams, you're sucking up those big offensive linemen, letting the linebackers just go play. I was laughing. Uh ESPN's coverage of uh the draft when they drafted him. They're like, one of his cons is he really can't move well. Like, he doesn't need to move <laughs> no. well. He needs to stand up. That's all yeah. he needs to do. I mean, he really. doesn't need to move at all. Yeah. Just stand up. The guy's going to run it stand right at you. Mm-hmm. That's, it. That's your purpose. <laughs> I, I think I think the Browns, uh, their strength really is right up the middle. Yeah. You know, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yeah. One of the best. You could argue one of the best defensive lines in the league. Again, it's on paper. Right. We have to see it. Yeah, they got enough execute. of these like seven and mm-hmm. ten and eight and nine seasons. 
we need to go out and win. And now the first four games of the year, they have a bye week, week five this year. Okay. The first four weeks. Boy, if they go zero and four, oh man, I'll just shut my. TV well, if off they go, the if they season. go zero and four, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah we're. Uh, I I think be a long rest. I will of season. say ideal. You split two and two. I great would be I think three you've and one. Got to at least split split well, them. For, I think for you Kevin have Stefanski. to split because a lot of them are doubled up because yeah. they're you playing all three division yeah. opponents. So you have the Bengals week one, at the Steelers week two, Titans week three. Who the Titans always play hard. Yeah, and then up a, and then the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, out of those four games, I think you got to go two and two minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, can't go one and three. You can't obviously can't go zero and four. But yeah, you got the Bengals um, on Monday Night Football, and mm-hmm. you know we saw what happened last year. Steelers um, on Monday Night Football. I'm sorry, Steelers on Monday Night Football. Bengals to open. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we saw what happened uh, with the Bengals. I mean, they always mm-hmm. split the Bengals, Ravens, and you know now they're beginning to split Steelers. Yeah. So they're they're going 50-50 mm-hmm. in their division. Um, but that is so streaky because well, I don't. What was the outcome of? the game they played at Cincinnati. Was it a whooping on Cincinnati's part? They'd won. I know that they, that was the second game. Watson came back and, and he struggled in that mm-hmm. game, but it was pretty close. Okay. It was pretty, I think it was just destroyed like a, them when they yeah. came to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just, just a, and they were saying the, that the was Ravens. the, the Ravens are going to be mm-hmm. interesting because they came real close. They beat them the one time they yeah. came close to beating them the second time. Mm-hmm. So they might be turning a tide with the Ravens. Yes. We'll see how Lamar Jackson does. Mm-hmm. So I think if you look up and down the rosters, the Bengals probably have to put them number one because because of the quarterback wide mm-hmm. receiver and and they've they've shown it they've right. done it right so I think you got to give the Bengals the benefit of the doubt now I think their win total is eleven and a half mm-hmm. I did take the under on their win total okay I, th- I think they're going to go eleven and six okay I do have the Browns finishing in second and b- based on the bets it was i i got them at nine i saw it's up to nine and a half now okay. so i took the over on nine and i have the browns going ten and seven yeah if the browns go ten and seven i think they're in the playoffs yeah i think they fight for it and i really think if they can split those division games go three and three yeah i think the schedule set up for them to i think i think floor is eight wins for this team yeah i think things would have to go perfectly i think ceiling is 12 oh, yeah. so i think that 10 11 is kind of right in the middle there mm-hmm. where I think the Browns could finish. So I'm going to say 10 and seven. Yeah. I mean, it's an off season where you addressed literally everything mm-hmm. you were having problems with, um, you know, uh, leadership, uh, filling holes, uh, depth, getting a couple of star players, adding some draft picks. There's really no excuse. No, there's really nothing else you need mm-hmm. other than more talent. Right. But, I mean, you have a lot of talent. There's you have a lot of talent. I mean, between you know, Njoku, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones, Elijah Moore now. I mean, there's a tight end and three wide receivers, and then you got Cedric Tillman who could be there. Uh, and I'm Goodwin, who you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you you got you got the tight ends, you've got the, and you've got Nick Chubb, and they're gonna be using um the dude out of Cincinnati more who they Jerome draw, Ford. Jerome yeah. Ford. Mm-hmm. It's cra- it's not surprising. Is it surprising to you that Kareem Hunt hasn't been uh picked up yet? I think the running back position <laughs> is so it's, it's interesting. I saw a stat yesterday where it said if you average out all the kicker salaries and all the running back salaries, kickers actually make more than running backs. Right That's now. insane. Insane. That is insane. Insane. So it's like 2.1 million for kickers, 1.8 million for running wow. backs, which is, it shows you like, yeah, 
I mean, pass heavy. It, well, it's yeah. pass heavy and there's just not a premium on it because yeah. the longevity of the longevity, their, yeah. their career is, but I think that's one more position they might need to go after like that McKinnon or someone like that from the chiefs. Who's still a free agent as mm -hmm. well. Try to get him on like a veteran minimum can right. be your third down back uh, right. stuff like that. So we shall see any, other Browns notes maybe that you can think of like heading into the season? No, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting season. I think this we I think every year we're always excited and it's like, Oh, this is mm. going to be the year. <laughs> but I mean, I, I just, I think that if this isn't the year uh, that they at least make the playoffs mm -hmm. again, um, the only thing I can think of is Kevin Stefanski wasn't your coach. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, Cause you have, you have enough talent. People have won. Super Bowls with far less talent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let alone get into the playoffs. Uh, well, and we've gotten into the playoffs with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got uh, a superior upgrade to Baker Mayfield, uh, although I think he did play great that season. But, yes. Uh, yes. But you, you've got your talent there. If it doesn't work out, just have to draw back to the leadership, and that's it. The thing that scares me, like, one, I will say from, I'll put one pro, one con out mm -hmm. there. The pro is I think the Browns play better when they're not expected to do as well. Yeah. I think that's one good thing. Uh, when they have the hype coming in, like the um, Freddie Kitchens year and like the year after they made the playoffs in yeah. 2021, they struggled both of those right. years. Uh, 2020, no one expected much to go out and play well. Now, the con I will say is you look at that AFC. It is scary. Mm -hmm. The yeah. Chiefs, you know. Super Bowl champs. The Bills are really good. The yeah. Bengals are really good. The Ravens, we think, are good. The, the Jaguars the are Jaguars, going to be decent this you know? year. I so, mean, I mean, you yeah. could probably say, and I'm just thinking out loud here, nine of the top 12 teams in the NFL are in the AFC. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's going to be, how many teams they take? Eight, right? They take, eight? Seven. they take seven. seven they take seven. They take seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a scrap probably for that wild card. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it would take kind of a colossal breakdown from the Bengals to mm -hmm. lose that division. Maybe not colossal, but it would take a you know a misstep or two. Um, you're going to have to fight with, you know, the Dolphins and, yep. you know, teams Here, like let, that that are on the bubble. Let's go through this real quick okay. right now. <laughs> so I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go through in my mind. So if I forget anybody, tell me. Let's go through all the AFC teams yeah, and I'm you gonna... just say better or worse. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So let's start in the AFC East. I'm going to bring it up here. I'm going to bring it up. In the... Buffalo. Okay. Uh, I think they're worse than Buffalo. Okay. Right now. All right. Miami. I think they can be better than Miami. It's close, but I think they can be better than Miami. New York Jets. Uh, better. New England Patriots. Uh, I think better. Okay. Think better. Yeah, right. I think better. Let, before we go to the, our own division, let's go to the AFC West. Okay. Kansas City. Uh, definitely worse. Uh, LA Chargers. Uh, that's a toss-up. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're a good team, but I think, uh, I think it can go either way, and uh, we'll say better. Denver Broncos. Definitely better. Vegas Raiders. Uh, better. Okay. AFC South. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville. That's tough. That's. You know, Jacksonville really impressed me in their uh, almost beating the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'll say worse, but not by much. Okay. It's it's it could have gone. You know, it was a toss up between the Chargers, toss up between, and I'll split those two. I'll say worse than the Jags, better than the Chargers. Tennessee Titans. 
Uh, they've got the coaching that might give them the edge. They just picked up DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see how he does. We'll go slightly worse, but it's real, real, real interesting. Close. Yeah. Okay. Um, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, better. And Houston Texans. I think. We uh, better. Okay. All right. So now our division, Cincinnati. I think uh, what Cincinnati has in place definitely worse you know yeah they need to prove that they're better than cincinnati again to you know get above that hump but i think right now they could definitely compete with them they obviously do mm-hmm. but uh, definitely worse baltimore i think they're better than baltimore i think so too i, I think it's, you know i think the roster is way better than I baltimore better. I, think, I just don't but... like baltimore and i really don't i the the, the coaching is there mm-hmm. but you don't I, like the crab cakes <laughs> the city you the, like city, the city the... you know <laughs> The Orioles. The Orioles know. are terrible. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just they're good. <laughs> uh, Steelers. I think uh, you know. I think we're better roster wise, but you know what? I I've seen games where the Steelers have dug themselves out of uh, that playoff game where we beat them. I was just like, nope, they're gonna come back somehow. Mm-hmm. And they're that type of team all yep. the time, so I can never ever ever count count them out. I think they're you know, I think we're slightly better. Can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a hot take out there. If Ryan Day ever leaves Ohio State, I think the Browns go after Mike Tomlin. Oh, that's that's interesting. I think I think Mike Tomlin. This is just me. That's interesting. right now. If I could pick any coach in the league, mm-hmm. I pick Mike Tomlin. I I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he is a leader of grown ass men, and yeah. he knows how to get. He's never had a losing season. No, ever. Ever and people his know team wasn't very good last. No, year. his team wasn't very good last year. No, it got them to a winning season. He he literally, I think it was like between the Jets and the Dolphins. If the uh, Dolphins win that game or uh, the Jets win that game, mm-hmm. Steelers go to the playoffs. Yeah, they, you know, they always, and no one thought they were going to be good. Their way, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just kind of miraculous how they kind of dig themselves mm-hmm. out of just the you know they're 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 very phoenix like when they rise from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think they're just dead, and all of a sudden you hear a uh, a heartbeat and you just don't know how, how they figured it out. So based on what we talked about, it sounds, and I didn't write them down mm-hmm. as we were going, but it sounds like probably have the Browns in that five to seven range of teams yeah. uh, in the AFC. But if you get into the dance, yeah, well, you I'll got say, a chance. Chargers were fifth. I think, I think last year, I think it's the top four again repeats for this year. Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I think Jacksonville wins the AFC okay. South. I think that's a pretty miserable. So that gives you three spots. That gives you three spots. Last year it was the Chargers, Baltimore, Baltimore, and Miami. But then you had Pittsburgh, New England, New Jersey, and Tennessee all ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, man, yeah, it's going to be. Who's New I, Jersey, by the way? Fighting Sopranos? The, sorry, the <laughs> New England. <laughs> Or New I, York Jets. Jets. Yeah, I saw NJ. They, they do play in New Jersey. I'm just messing uh, yeah. with you. <laughs> but look at New, I think New England could probably flip with the Browns this year. You know, I think probably 13 to 16 probably stays the same. Yeah. You know, and then you have kind of that middle class there. I think Pittsburgh is probably going to stay the same, probably a nine and eight. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at them probably a 10 to 12. Uh, I think New York is probably going to stay in that 10 to 12. Tennessee could get a bump, mm-hmm. you know, Miami might go to five or six and then who knows with Baltimore. I mean, 
you know, the Browns sweep Baltimore, you know, there's that bump over them, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of it's tiebreakers too. That so is, it's a game or two. And, and like, you know, we're just yeah talking, uh, you know, hypothetically here, but I think we all think we're going to be in the Browns are going to be in the mix, yeah. but I think you look at that AFC North, you could probably say that's the best division of football. I think it's up there. I, um, I think if you have since it, I'm going to just say hypothetically, I think I have the uh, Bengals went in 11, the Browns went in 10, Baltimore went in nine, the Steelers winning eight. Yeah. Um, so I bet if you, unless you have the AFC those, East, mm -hmm. unless you want to argue the AFC True. East, um, cause that's going to be a filthy division. Yeah. AFC West, the top two will be, I, I think it'll be Kansas city and the chargers, mm -hmm. not, not close to them, but comfortably second no doubt and then the bottom two are the bottom two um nfc east you know <laughs> uh nfc east maybe has the best one of the best teams in football in it but yeah you know with, right. the, with the eagles but yeah uh, could the nfc south be the worst team in football this year probably yeah yeah between the afc south like and the this. nfc south they, they might be the worst divisions in football. i think the saints could be a sleeper team there but here's my betting tips for you just not yeah. for you for everybody yeah. and don't bet the mortgage, but bet what you feel comfortable. <laughs> bet the unders in the AFC, bet the overs in the NFC. I think that's a really just good bet. Because, I think that's a really good advice. And, you yeah. know, just from a global perspective, obviously individual teams are going to yeah. go over or under their numbers, but just my uh, just my betting knowledge there. Okay. So, Andrew, we're going to close out here, but uh, remind people where they can follow you and all that stuff. Yeah, so just head to my Twitter, at AndrewWFMJ. That's the easiest one. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Facebook, Andrew DePaulo dash meteorologist You can find that. Use that spelling, and then it's WX on Instagram. Follow WFMJ. Download our 21WFMJ app, our Storm Tracker 21 app. We've got some Potential storms on the way for Thursday, so that's going to be a okay. good app to download. Um, maybe a Sharknado heading our way. Maybe a Sharknado <laughs> heading our way. You never know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, so thanks All right. for having me, man. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have you back before uh, sometime during the season. Yes. And before you're before baby is born before so you get so before you get a little chaotic. less sleep yeah um let me remind everybody of our movie draft picks one more time before sure. we go andrew took twister the day after tomorrow the perfect storm white noise deep impact and sharknado mm -hmm. i took don't look up armageddon titanic the birds 2012 and contagion so uh i think taking sharknado is like taking a kicker in the second <laughs> Hey, it's uh, right, but you gotta it's take there. it. It's there. You gotta take it. It's it's you there know? and it's fun. Why right. not? Why not? So, um, everybody out there, we appreciate you uh, watching. We're gonna have two more YSU Lady Penguins on on Thursday's show. So uh, check that out. And um, again, make sure you follow Youngstown Studio and the Three Three O Sports Show. We appreciate you guys watching, and everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. If you like our programming, we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our Facebook page, or subscribe to your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. This is original Youngstown content, and we would